This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. I was real glad when uh, Justin Spretcher reached out to me here. Um, You know, it's something I've been kind of excited about because, well, let's see, two. I just recorded three episodes last week, and two of them were people that reached out to me to be on the episode, and that's really, that's a preferred thing. It's so easy. And plus, it's easier to hook up and connect for for recording because a lot of times it's like, hey, are you available here? No. Okay. Are you available there? And then sometimes they even lose track of those people, not on purpose, but just over time, it's like, okay, um, forgot that we were emailing or whatever, and, and then kind of lose track. So anyway, Justin reached out, and this is our kind of chat. He's getting ready to hike the Pacific Northwest Trail, and he's excited. He read a book and watched a movie and just basically did all his homework that he could. So we talk about all that here in the episode. And also, I just kind of want to reach out and make sure that you guys are following. Well, you should be following the podcast on Instagram, but also uh, got a couple sponsors and I'm kind of changing things up here the way I'm talking about those and waymarkgearco.com. But uh, Instagram is waymarkgearco. And it, when you go through their Instagram, it's, it's pretty hilarious because all these different uh, backpacks, it's like this rainbow of colors. And I, I know I've talked about my daughters on here before, but um, we have a day pack, and which he doesn't normally sell online. But uh, then we also have one of his regular packs. And um, when you go on the Instagram there, it's, it's almost hilarious looking at all these different colors because it just, it, well, it's fun. You pick your colors or, or not, just get one that he's already got ready to go. And uh, we gave away one of his packs at our recent live show, and Monica Rienzo was just just elated, elated. I mean, just crazy excited about uh, getting this pack. So anyway, and then if you go over to sixmoondesigns.com or on Instagram, sixmoondesigns, and they've been doing outdoor retail. Uh, they're constantly sharing some amazing photos of some of their tents or even just people hiking along with uh, one of their umbrellas. We gave away one of their umbrellas at the last live show. And I believe Shannon Cunningham, who's been on the show like four or five or ten times, uh, I believe she ended up with it. And anyway, uh, she's actually she's hiking in Europe. Maybe she brought it with her. So that would be kind of cool. Maybe, maybe go to her Instagram and check that out. But anyway, I'm just kind of kidding around. Go check out Six Moon Designs. And, uh, you know, that's the best way is, is right there on Instagram for, for both of those companies that sponsor the show. Make sure, too, that uh, you're following along. we got the Facebook group. Um, I could put a link in the show notes. I usually don't. Uh, a lot of people find it, though. Uh, also, Patreon. I love all the folks that are supporting over on Patreon. And, anyway, here's Justin Sprecher. And I just want to say thanks for listening to the show. I know you could be doing a lot of other things, but uh, I appreciate you checking it out. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? Hey, I'm uh, Justin Sprecher, and I am from Madison, Wisconsin. Right on, man. Well, um, actually, you know, it seems to be happening a lot since I mentioned it on the show, 
But I believe you reached out to me uh, about coming on the, the, the Casket Hiker podcast here. And what, what do you got going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did reach out. Um, this summer, actually, in um, six days, six days, five days, six days, I think, um, I'm going to be hiking the Pacific Northwest Trail, the PNT. And it will be my first through hike. Um, so I thought it'd be maybe cool to reach out and maybe give some of your listeners a bit of a perspective on kind of how I'm going about it from the, from the first time around. Yeah, that's great. Well, not only that, but you're also traveling across country. Have you been over to this area before? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Glacier one time where the trail starts. Uh, I did, um, a little bit of hiking in the Canadian Rockies a couple of summers ago, kind of starting, uh, Glacier Waterton area and kind of worked my way North up the great divide trail. Um, I just did a couple sections of it, just not, not the whole thing or anything like that. But, uh, so I love that area. And then I have, um, I have a bunch of friends in Seattle. Uh, so I've been out to the Olympics before and been to Seattle a number of times, but, Never been to the Cascade Mountains, so I'm looking forward to, to that. Or Eastern Washington is going to be totally new to me. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, you'll be uh, you'll be a resident here for for quite some time, at least probably a month or two. Um, yeah. What What do you do back home? Uh, I do uh, videography and photography. Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything in those fields: editing, camera, directing, you know, audio, whatever wherever the jobs take me. All right. On. And do you have a YouTube channel then? Uh, you know, I, I do. I think there's like two videos on it. Um, mostly I work for clients. So um, oh, okay. my website yeah, yeah. is, it is kind of the best, the best way to see some of my highlights, I guess. Right on. Yeah. So, um, do you have actual, your own personal videos on your website then? Yep. Yep. My website's, uh, justinsprecker.com. Um, Sprecher is spelled S P R E C H E R, a good German name. And um, <laughs> yeah, so on my website, I have I have videos and, and photos uh, along with kind of a hiking blog, which I hope to be updating as much as possible this summer. Yeah, well, that's good. So, um, did you say hiking blog or hiking vlog? Blog. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people are doing blogs, uh, vlogs and blogs and yeah. it gets all confusing when you start using audio. Cause right. then, yeah, it's like, wait, what right. do you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to do a vlog someday, but honestly, Rudy, I just, it seems like a lot of extra work out in the, <laughs> out in the field, the, the, the video component versus just kind of, uh, writing, uh, you know, and I don't really have, uh, I feel like I won't really have cell reception hardly at all, so they're really pretty tough to up- upload big files like that and and work with them on my phone. I haven't really done a ton of video editing on my phone yet, which seems really cool, but also really daunting compared to the kind of professional editing I'm used to doing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, I want to get into a lot of that kind of stuff, but uh, first of all, let's yep. talk about the PNT and um, yep. what what was it because you've been over to kind of the glacier area. What made you want to hike the PNT? Uh, well, a couple of things. I mean, the PNT to start with. I think it's you know I've done a lot of backpacking in my day. Um, you know, mostly just week long or less trips. Um, and so I'm really comfortable with backpacking itself and, and being out in the woods. 
and the PNT just seemed awesome to me because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really remote. Uh, you may or may not meet other hikers. Um, and yeah, it was just like, there's some navigation challenges and bushwhacking, some of the more kind of uh, hardcore stuff that I really, really like. Um, and so that, and then I guess the real, how I learned about the PNT kind of the real thing that started me on this quest was, um, I think it was about three years ago, I broke my ankle and, uh, kind of stuck in bedridden for about a month. And I don't know how I came across it, but, um, another hiker, Chris Townsend, who's from Scotland, wrote a book called Grizzly Bears and Razor Clams. Yeah. And it's all about him doing the PNT. And I think he hiked it in 2010. Um, so it's his journey on that. And, uh, you know, when I was kind of going stir crazy, you know, with my leg up, broken ankle, I read that book and, and I just kind of became obsessed with the PNT and, um, you know, hiking it and, and going through all the different areas, you know, you have your glacier you have the big mountains there in the national park and then you have desert in washington and then the cascades and then the olympics and it just seems like a lot of variety in kind of a shorter trail i guess shorter compared to like the at or the pct yeah i i I have that book i haven't read it yet um (laughs) i have been to a lot of the places along the pnt kind of more like experiencing it from a car with my daughters and Man, yeah, it just sure. looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, the photos I've seen and the videos of the people I've posted that I've seen, I mean, it's just, yeah, I can't wait to start. That's, I mean, it just pumps me up to watch those. So did you watch A, a Sense of Direction by Alex Meyer? I did. I yeah, did. That, that's yeah, a good movie was, on YouTube there. Yeah, I think that was one of the first, um, the first, kind of longer form videos on the PNT I saw other than just maybe kind of the vlog style or like a hiker posting a video of, wow, check out this path. Yeah. Uh, but I, I watched like uh, Alex's movie and, and yeah, it was really cool how he kind of went through the whole trail and, and the people he met along the way. And yeah, really, you know, for me being a filmmaker, I was just kind of watching it and thinking, how did he carry all this stuff? You know, he had, all these different things. And I actually really appreciated that at the end in the credits, I don't know if you know this, but he, he has a slide of just his camera gear and what it weighed. And, um, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. I think it was like six or seven pounds of just, just camera stuff. But for me, I was really excited to see that he kind of, you know, told what, what he brought. Cause sometimes people make these great videos and you have no idea what they're shooting on or, or how they're putting it all together. So yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, I did see that, and uh, well, yeah, I mean that that is something also that I want to get into with you. But uh, but uh, you know, talking about the trail itself first, um, yeah, what are some of the highlights you're looking forward to? I, and you said you've been to Glacier and some of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, what about in between? Yeah, I think in between, I'm really looking forward to the Pesaten Wilderness area. Um, from what I've been reading about that, that just seems awesome i mean it's it's fairly remote really remote actually and um i think that section starting i think it's oroville washington is kind of where the last town before that satan starts and then all the way to uh past mount baker 
Um, I think I read on the PNT's website, it's something like 160 miles um, without roads. Uh, there's just one one bridge over the Ross Lake Dam. Or it's not a bridge, you just walk over the dam. Um, but it's like a really one of the longest sections of any of the national scenic trails for for just not crossing roads or not not walking on roads. And um, yeah, that section just seems great kind of approaching it from eastern washington and then building up to the cascades as you go through the satan area and yeah and the cascades too having never really i've seen them from seattle but i've never you know been in them and those that's probably the two sections that i'm the most excited about yeah, I've been wanting to get up to Ross Lake, and uh, you know, because I live, <laughs> I drive by the 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 where you would enter the Ross Lake to take like uh-huh. the the Cheater Ferry boat up. Uh, I, okay. I drive by that quite often. In fact, I was just there last weekend uh, driving by, and I I've really wanted to get up there uh, just to check it out because I don't know. I I do most of my hiking right now with my daughters, and it's such mm-hmm. a remote area up there to hike to that I just don't know that sure. I'll. I'll I'll be able to get there anytime soon with them uh, other than in the boat. So that's, that's kind of a goal of mine too. It just looks amazing up there. Yeah. Can you, can you get a boat in on that Ross Lake? I mean, like, could you, could you get a boat or a canoe or something and kind of, you know, go, go around that lake and maybe cover a little more ground than just hiking. Yeah. Yeah. You can, um, but there's also a ferry that they, that they have there that you could take. So, um, Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, but yeah, you can you could bring your own, uh, you know, canoe or kayak or whatever, and go go check it out. But um, yeah, it it is kind of a neat area. Of course, it is a dammed up lake, so um, you know, <laughs> some people kind of poo poo that, but it is kind of neat how all that water you can just go explore. So. Right. Um, Very what, cool. what, so what about uh, the uh, you mentioned like did you t- were you talking about Mount Baker as well? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. personally excited about that myself. I, I want to get out there this year and kind of see some of those connecting trails. Um, just, I mean, the backside of Mount Baker just really intrigues me right now. Um, Lake Ann, I believe is part of the trail over there. And I don't know how much, yep. scout, you know, research you've done on it specifically, but, uh, that area in itself, just, I don't know. It re- it's really calling me this year. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've looked at the maps a little bit and that kind of back area by Lake Ann looks really cool. And I think, you know, kind of in that same area, uh, it's kind of, you know, this kind of, to me embodies the, the TNT in some ways is you get to Mount Baker and you kind of walk through, um, I guess the village or, I mean, I've never been there, so I'm not sure what it is, but it's where everyone drives to and starts their day hikes from. And then within a matter of, I think, 10 miles, you're doing a river crossing of uh, Swift Creek, I think it is. And uh, that's supposed to be pretty gnarly, especially if there's some rain. So I kind of like that it's just, you know, in the morning you might wake up and there might be hordes of people. And then later in the afternoon, you're trying to cross a creek and, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, middle of nowhere to you. <laughs> but uh, that's yeah. that's my stomping grounds, Baker Lake down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you know it's funny um as we're talking here i'm i'm talking to jeff kish who's the uh um he's the coordinator of the trail yeah so i'm sitting there asking him uh some questions as we're uh, some thoughts were coming up while i was sitting there 
uh, going, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try to act really cool and, and, and get Jeff going here. And uh, then I realized, well, <laughs> now I'm just kind of spoiling it because I'm telling you. But uh, uh, one thing you talked uh, about is, um, man, this is like one of the lowest snow years. And he said it's almost consistent throughout the whole Pacific Northwest Trail where, um, you know, if you look at the Pacific, Pacific Crest Trail, um, mm-hmm. it's a unique situation this year because the Sierras got just a ton of snow and oh, Washington got, got zero. Yeah. But the PNT stretches the other way, and the whole thing just seems to be low snow. Have you been kind of following that? Yeah, I've been really following that. You know, what, uh, to be honest, wildfires are kind of one of my uh, biggest fears um, on the trail, uh, both from, you know, getting stuck out there while a wildfire fire starts but also just for trail closures and and having to reroute um when two summers ago when i was hiking in in canada um kind of in the bam national park area they had um a fire that started up on the great divide trail and it closed almost a full section of the actual trail itself i'd planned on walking some of that but you know we uh, we weren't there for that long so we couldn't wait it out i think it was closed for almost a month so there's definitely kind of that fear in the back of my head both you know the physical danger of being you know around wildfires but then also kind of that mental game of if we get to a town and they say well there's a fire and we have no idea how long you have to wait here to to get it out or what kind of reroute you have to do because you know we'll I'll keep going, but I'd rather walk the actual trail through the actual wilderness than, you know, a, a highway or something just to get around a, a fire. Yeah, man, the Pesaten, you know, you brought that up as one of your highlights that you're looking forward to. And, and man, that's, that's, that could be on fire. <laughs> and it has been almost every year. It's really unfortunate, but it just depends on the timing. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, that's, that area could be so beautiful, but yet uh, can be a big challenge there for that. And, uh, one thing Jeff Kish mentioned is that uh, they're also going to be in there doing a ton of work. Uh, okay. Whether it's because the fire or just hasn't seen a lot of work since the blowdowns, but uh, the Holman Pass area, which is actually uh, the PNT and the PCT area, and, and man, they uh-huh. got a lot of people going in there, and they don't even think that they're going to get done, fires aside, with that work this year. But chances are you're going to run into a crew. Have you ever uh, – you ever ran into a backcountry crew like that miles from anywhere? You know, um, I've run into like Rangers before, never a full work crew. Um, I mean, I've, I guess being from Wisconsin, I've seen some crews on the ice age trail, but that's not really, um, anywhere near the level of backcountry is any of the, the stuff we're talking about here. But, uh, you know, growing up, I was in the scouts, and, and I did some trail maintenance, but I've been on the kind of the, the working end of that of that group, not the hiking end. Um, but, yeah, I imagine it's quite a sight to be, you know, probably not seen a person, any other people for a day or two, and then all of a sudden pop out, and there's, you know, a group of people hammering and sawing and whatever on the trail. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, one thing that's that's interesting when you talk about a low snow year is that that doesn't mean that there's no snow. And um, the, the the funny thing is 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 what what Jeff was saying is that it actually is still snowing. Uh, they had crews on the uh, the eastern side of the Pesaten the last ten days at Loomis State Forest there, and it's been snowing on them. But that doesn't mean it's sticking and staying. 
uh, but they're still having to deal with the conditions. Um, has that something you've been noticing or, or looking out for? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been monitoring that, and I saw that they, you know, a storm uh, did come through. It's actually, um, I actually experienced a bit of snow this last weekend. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, and I'm uh, this trail is kind of in between moving from Boulder, Colorado, where I've been living for the last couple of years and moving back to uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, but this last weekend was my last weekend in, in Colorado, and uh, some buddies and me went bike camping. Uh, kind of just north of Rocky Mountain National Park, and we got snowed on. Uh, <laughs> it was a very cold uh, weekend experience. So whatever they're getting up there, a little bit of that was coming down to Colorado as well. Wow. And uh, so, you know, I hope I don't see any snow when I'm hiking, but I suppose it's always a possibility being that far north and being, you know, in the mountains any time of the year anywhere can be can be snowy. So. Well, but yeah, it, it how, looked, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it looks, yeah, it looks like it's a low snow year, but, um, I am keeping an eye. There's a, a Facebook group page for all the people that are doing the, the hike this year in 2019. And, um, you know, we're getting the first reports of people going through glacier. Um, some of the first hikers kind of just started, I think this week. So, you know, I don't leave, uh, for another five days. So I'm, hoping I get a few more kind of trail reports for that first section through Glacier and then maybe kind of adjust some of the stuff I'm bringing, depending on what, what people are saying. Yeah. Well, and hopefully they can get to, uh, get to enough service to give you an update. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. That trail, that trail <laughs> is tough for that. I know you mentioned it before, but yeah, I, just driving that area. Um, I did drew up to some of the portions of Idaho and in, way northeastern mm-hmm. Washington. And, yeah, I mean, even from the car, you don't get a whole lot of service. Yeah, I mean, luckily, you know, I tend to buy pretty cheap phone plans. So I think almost all the backpacking I've done, I've never really had cell service uh, in the backcountry. So I guess that's a, a bonus because I'm not spoiled by having my phone out there. Um, <laughs> so... All right, well, let's talk about your yeah. uh, your camera gear. Um, because you're into videoing and, and photography, are you going to take a, a big amount or are you kind of slimming down? How what, what are you planning for with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm planning – I'm definitely going to bring some camera gear. I'm going to bring um, – I have a small DSLR, uh, Sony A6000. Um, it's an older camera, but it's a really good – super lightweight uh camera and i've um i think oh man now you're testing me i know i've weighed it many (laughs) times on the scale uh i think without a lens it's something like 12 ounces or something and then uh which is really extremely light for a dslr um and then i have a small um prime lens that i like to take with it um it's about a 28 millimeter prime i think I have an 18 millimeter prime and I'm, I'm debating which one to bring. Um, but the 28 is a little bit better, more versatile for if that's the only lens I'm going to have. But yeah, I like to take a DSLR out there, um, you know, given that it's one of my hobbies uh, and profession, um, especially if, you know, we take a break or in the morning or at night, if we're at camp, it's nice to, you know, take the camera out and have something to kind of play with and, and get some photos. Um, 
And that camera being so light, it's nice. I can clip it just to the strap of my backpack. Um, and then I kind of have it on my, on my shoulder all day. So it's really easy to just take off and snap a few photos, um, you know, versus using the phone, which the phone is great. But, um, you know, if I have, if I'm lugging an extra pound and a half to two, uh, two pounds of camera gear out there, I want to maximize its use. Yeah. And, uh, have you, I, I, I don't know how to phrase this exactly uh, without, sure. without trying to put anything on you, but do you have any fears going into this hike? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the wildfire we kind of touched on, um, you know, that's, you know, both from the danger and the kind of the, just like messing up the, the hike itself. Um, and I'd say probably like the other biggest fear I have is, you know, I've done, done backpacking before, um, but never this long. So I'd say probably my biggest fear is just kind of the mental fear is what I hear from a lot of other hikers. The, the mental game has to be really strong to get through a through hike, um, you know, cause you're not, you finish one week out and you still have another five, six, seven sections to go. Uh, and you don't really have the luxury of just stopping and for a week and hanging out. Um, so I'd say mentally, that's the biggest unknown for me is, is just kind of how, how I can handle the trail mentally and, and physically just working my body, you know, that for that long. Um, you know, after we get out, after I'm out for about 10 days, that'll be uncharted territory for me. So I think, I think that's probably that 10 day, uh, will be a threshold of, you know, if I can make it past that and keep going, then, then I think my confidence every day will just, just kind of keep going up and up because it will be every day will be one day longer than I've ever been out before. Um, what kind of things motivate you in that type of situation then? I mean, if you're, if you're worried about that, how are you going to stave that? Um, yeah, I guess like the biggest thing is just, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into to planning this trail. Um, I'll be hiking with my wife as well. Um, and, you know, she's put in a lot of time and effort uh, into getting ready for this trail. And I think my strategy is just to kind of, you know, lean on her and, and she'll lean on me a little bit um, when we're out there hiking. And uh, hopefully we won't be having both a bad day too often at the same time, um, you know, uh, so that we can help support each other. But yeah. And just knowing that, you know, I really want it. I really want to start in Glacier and I really want to kind of feel the Pacific ocean between my feet at the end of the hike. And, you know, if it's raining and, you know, for a couple of days straight and I'm feeling tired and hungry and cold, I just hope that that vision of, of standing at, uh, the end of the trail on the Pacific Ocean is uh, hopefully enough to keep me kind of going moving forward. Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, another person could really help out with that. So your wife's going with you. That's amazing. Yeah. The two yeah. of you out well, there? you know, ask me after the trail review if it was amazing ah. or not, you know. <laughs> oh, man. No, it'll be good. Uh, no, it'll be good. She, she goes on almost all the backpacking trips I go on, and, you know, she loves it out there as much as I do. Um, you know, I might maybe, yeah, I definitely will say that I'm the one that kind of pushes 
always wanting to go another couple extra miles. So she definitely helps me kind of rein that in. And as much as maybe I'm frustrated if it's, you know, five o'clock and I think we could knock out a few more miles. And she says, nah, I want to camp here and enjoy the view and enjoy some dinner, um, which is good. She reins me in. And I feel like the, the times that I've done kind of five, six day solo trips, I always come back hurt and that's usually because I just walk too far. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think, I think she's a good regulator on me. Um, you know, cause I, when I'm by myself, I just keep going. I, I don't know how to stop. So, so I do like hiking with her and she's, uh, really good about taking the breaks every couple hours or hour. Um, whereas I just keep slogging along and then, you know, wind up with a sore knee or twisted ankle or something because I can't, can't stop. Yeah, you know that's that's funny. I mean, certain headstrong people can do that. I know one of my failures sometimes out there uh, hiking solo is, uh, you know, not necessarily an injury like that, but a lot of times I'll forget to drink enough water or um, force myself to eat when, uh, yeah, I I need to I need the calories to keep going that kind of thing. And and yeah, right. having a partner that that specializes in that, so to speak, <laughs> that, that could be good. Oh yeah. Yeah. We definitely eat when she's around. She's not, uh, she will not forego food. Uh, she won't forego food or sleep. So those are the two <laughs> things that, that she makes sure we get plenty of on the trail, uh, which is very good. <laughs> now, does she have any input on, um, like, did she just say she wanted to join you or did, was she part of the whole plan to do this trail as well then? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely the one that kind of, you know, through this book and through some research found out, you know, about the TNT and kind of was that initial, uh, I guess like research I did. Um, but you know, I've always kind of wanted to do a through hike. I've always been, you know, I grew up, uh, backpacking. I grew up camping. I grew up hiking. I grew up in the scouts. Uh, I grew up being outdoors all the time. Um, you know, so, through hiking is kind of something I've always kind of known about, uh, you know, both cause, uh, you know, Madison's, you know, less than 20 miles from the ice age trail. And then in the summer we'd go to the upper peninsula of Michigan, which is on the North country trail. And then the superior hiking trails in Minnesota. And those were always, always places that we would go camping. So I always kind of saw that those trails existed. And I always asked, what's the deal with this trail? You know, just having what, what's the North country trail. And, and they would say, you know, my dad or my uncle or whoever I was with would say, well, this trail goes from New York and ends in North Dakota or this one in Wisconsin. And I say this trail goes kind of all over Wisconsin. And, and I thought, wow, what an idea that you just keep, you just keep going. Uh, you know, I guess that's kind of like my hiking style. I just, <laughs> just want to keep walking. So the, the idea that a trail you could just keep walking on for days and days on end really has always stuck with me. Um, and, you know, with my wife, I think we've talked about doing a through hike, uh, you know, at some point. And, and then when I found this trail, I, I kind of showed her the book and showed her some pictures and we watched Alex's documentary. And yeah, after that, she said, that looks awesome. I'd love to do it. Um, you know, and that was a couple of years ago. And now this summer, we finally, our schedules both lined up that we can actually do it together, uh, which is being in my thirties, that's pretty amazing to get three months off. So 
uh, it's great. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, as you're sitting there talking about the, you know, hiking with your, I believe you said your dad and your uncles, uh, yeah. man, you know, I had that moment with my kids this year. Cause I, I remember this last year, I should say, I remember when I was a kid and my dad telling me about the Pacific Crest Trail when we're hiking on it. And just like, yeah, that trail right there goes from Mexico to Canada. And, you, and as yeah. a kid, it's really hard to grasp. And, and when we were hiking some sections when I was younger, um, yeah. that was back in the early 90s, like maybe even, yeah, it was early 90s. And and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of thru-hikers back then, and we never really saw any. If we did, uh, they kept themselves or whatever. But um, this last summer when I was on the trail, we were actually going southbound on a small section in the Goat Rocks. And uh-huh. so there was a ton of through hikers coming northbound and I knew, uh, uh, through hikers have a sort of look, uh, you know, you just kind of yeah. can tell, uh, that they're through hiking. So I'd always ask him, you know, where are you coming from? And, uh, you know, most of them would sit there and say Mexico. And my daughter would just look at me sharply like, wow. Like, you know, I can only imagine what was spinning through her head in those those brief moments meeting these people oh, and yeah. just how cool that is for a kid and, and how long lasting the memories could be. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's, that was me. I was, I was, my head was spinning when I got told that too as a kid and, and yeah, it's, a, it's definitely been in there. You know, sometimes I think about it more and sometimes less. And obviously recently I've been thinking about it a lot and yeah, it's cool. Does your daughter know that you uh, interview those kind of people that are walking up, staggering up the trail right up into the yeah. cct there <laughs> oh you know she does and and it was it was actually kind of a really cool moment for me and her uh my youngest i don't think realized it but um there was a group kind of hiking along and and one of the guys was called me out and said hey you're rudy you're the host of the casket hiker podcast and and um to be honest with you I, i've been recognized before and definitely more recognized from my voice than anything but um, sure. one of the cool things was that they recognized me because of my daughters. Um, and that was, oh. that was a really cool thing. Um, they listened to my podcast and everything, but I hadn't said anything yet. Uh, but they saw my daughters first and, um, uh, they're all over my Instagram because I take pictures of them because I have the camera. Right. And so, uh, yeah. that was a really neat moment. And, um, you know, he got to point at them and say, I know you girls, uh, because of your dad's pictures and and it was it was so cool this here's this guy hiking up from uh you know from mexico all the way to canada and and he recognized my daughter not me right uh-huh. so that yeah. was even more cool oh, right that's awesome. yeah yeah so oh man that's funny yeah i definitely uh i am definitely do not like to be in front of the camera so uh <laughs> my instagram feed probably just pictures of my wife hiking so yeah. maybe she'll get recognized before me yeah, well, that you know, it's possible too. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, you know, some, oh, that's really cool, Rudy. Yeah, well, somebody's probably going to say, "Hey, I, I heard you on the Cascade Hiker podcast." <laughs> oh man, I guess so. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys uh, do you guys have any social media then? Yeah. Uh, yep. For me, um, it's just Justin Dot um, on Instagram, um, and then uh, my website uh justicebreaker.com and then i'll also be writing a little bit for uh the trek.co uh this summer um so whatever's on my blog on my website was probably posted on the trek first you know again given however much access i actually have to put anything up there um you know so instagram would probably be the the best place for people to follow me because even if i only have a 
little tiny whiff of cell service, I can hopefully sneak a picture or two up uh, if I can't get, you know, a more formed out blog or anything like that going. Yeah. And uh, does your wife, is she active on Instagram or anything like that? Uh, she is. Um, I'm trying to, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, her, uh, she's just Kate Sprecher on Instagram. She may be mad that I shared that with you, but, ah. uh, <laughs> She's not here right now, so I don't. I can't even like side eye her and see if she uh, wants that information out there. But it's pretty obvious because I tag her in all the posts. So, oh, okay. uh, you know, so yeah. So just our first names. Well, that's cool. Names. Yeah, no, I'm I'm following her right now. So yeah, because oh, well, because see, that's the thing. See, now if I follow her, then we're all going to see pictures of you. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's the best way to see pictures of me is to follow her. Uh, Cause she's pretty sneaky with her phone. Sometimes she'll get a picture of me doing stuff. Uh, even though I don't necessarily always uh, want that uh, done. So, <laughs> well, that's good. And you know, now that I, now that I'm on her Instagram, I noticed that, uh, um, I don't want to, let's see, I, I better check before. Well, it looks like, it looks like I see a picture of you holding a beer, uh, maybe a micro brew I mean, of some sort. Is that, is that sound like you? That sounds pretty accurate. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I know I know you guys are coming from Boulder, um, and I know there's a lot of that down there. But let me tell you, there's some good stuff out here too along the trail. There's some some really fun breweries to visit uh, in and uh-huh. out of these small towns in the, in the Northwest. Yeah, I've, uh, I definitely was uh, scoping up in some of the trail towns already. Some of the breweries, uh, you know, places to eat, uh, the important stuff, um, the the taverns. You know, I really love like little small town kind of bars and and taverns and. And that kind of thing is, you know, definitely something that I look forward to kind of just popping into one of those, you know, depending on how I smell, they may or may not kick me out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love kind of just showing up in those small towns and, you know, seeing what the the local life is like. And in Wisconsin, we have a lot of really small, small towns. And in Colorado too, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of towns are just one or 2000 people and, it's always kind of fun to stop in and, and, and chat with locals if, if you get the chance. Right on. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, and, and let me tell you, the, those those breweries along the way, they're they're used to the hikers coming in, stinky and everything. So, sure. Yeah, they'll be waiting what, for you. What, <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your favorite one on the PNT? Well, I, I need some recommendations. I'm, well, I'm partial to Birdsview Brewery. Uh, my family goes okay. in there quite often, and I've ran into okay. a few PAT hikers there. And I, I even got an interview from a guy a couple years ago because my mom met him there because my parents go in there. Um, oh. And, yeah, so uh, uh, my my parents are, are regulars there just to, as family friends more or less with the with the, the owners and whatnot. But that's in Concrete, Washington. and. Um, okay. Yeah, the other the other one that I've I've been that I I could just name by name uh, that I really really like is um, in Republic Washington, which is Eastern Washington, it's a very small town. Um, uh, they, they have yeah. a really good brewery there, and I know for a fact there's a um, they're they're expecting you there. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Republic okay. Brewing. What's the name? Of- I think it's just Republic oh, Brewing. Brewing. Yeah. Um, okay. did, one quick question: Did have you sure. been to throughfilm.com? Uh, T H R U. Oh yeah. Film.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Andy and uh, some other guy. Yeah. Um, I've seen the the trailers that they've that they put out, and man, it looks awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Drones and all that stuff back there. That's uh, it's really cool. Um, 
I'd love, I can't wait for that film to come out and to, to see that film. And, you know, it's kind of like I'm, you know, going through my head, like what kind of stuff do I want to shoot, you know, photo and video wise? Well, I'm hiking and then I saw the trailer for that and I thought, well, I don't know if I can shoot anything that they, you know, they've done it. They've done it all. They brought well, it all yeah. out there with them. You go into a, a outdoor or just like a very remote place like that and start filming, you're going to catch a lot of things that, that you know, people yeah. haven't seen and so it'll be good for them to put that out um i, I did get a yeah, chance to meet those guys before they hiked which was pretty cool um i sat oh, down cool. sat down and chatted with uh i believe it was brennan brennan bartlett i think okay. uh yeah but anyway those guys uh took on a big task and anyway i thought i'd throw that out there for people that are interested in the pacific northwest trail to check out their, yeah. their website as well yeah that film looks that it just looks great and i mean the concept behind it from what i can tell is is really cool. Um, I love that it's, they kind of, none of them really knew each other or maybe a couple of them knew each other, but they kind of just met with this idea and decided to, to hike the trail together, um, you know, with all their gear and all having their, uh, the expertise in the filmmaking community was, was really cool. And I like that they set out with that kind of goal from the get go. Um, you know, I, I, do you know how long it took them to do the trail with all the extra gear? I'm, you know, I wonder if if they did kind of a normal speed through hike, or if they took took a little longer because the days were shorter because they were, you know, focusing on the filmmaking. Um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know how long it took them, it. but uh, I do know that they finished, and I'm not sure yeah. if they had had to deal with any of the the walk arounds, you know, with the fires and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to find out. I'm sure they're going to talk about that in the film. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm excited for that film. Well, I'm excited for you guys. Uh, you guys are happen to be hiking on the 10th anniversary of the trail becoming designated as a national scenic trail, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to hiking it, and also because I kind of read the Chris Townsend book when he did it nine years ago. I'm kind of looking. Uh, you know, I read that book once three years ago, and I actually just just reread it again. I uh, finished it a couple weeks ago, um, you know, just because I'm curious to see what's different, you know, because he hiked it right almost a year after, I think, that they became designated. So I'd love to see kind of what's different, what's the same, you know, even in just that short window of time, because it looks like the the TNTA is really uh, getting out there and, and doing a lot of trail maintenance and, and putting up signage and stuff. I think in Chris Townsend's book, he says there's only two, two of the two trail marked things of the Pacific Northwest trail, the entire trail. <laughs> and I, I'm willing to bet that's changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious to see how, it's, uh, you know, kind of evolved from his description and other descriptions I've read to, to what I see with my own eyes out there and, and hopefully how it goes in the future. Right on. Well, um, I'll be uh, I'll be looking for you. I, I, uh, <laughs> I see folks on the PNT all the time. I, I drive a, a cookie route. Uh, I drive a truck for a living, and uh, I drive right along Highway 20 and and stuff out towards Anacortes and Oak Harbor okay. and that kind of thing on Whidbey Island. So I'll be keeping my eyes out for you. Sweet. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, if I need a cookie drop, I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, I told this story on the podcast before, but uh, I had interviewed uh, Sherry Winslow, night rider. She, uh-huh. she was a fun inspiration before she hiked the Pacific Northwest Trail and. So I was familiar with her, and then um, 
she was sitting outside the Safeway in Oak Harbor on a bench, and I thought she was a bum. And it was like, I don't know, it was like maybe 5.30 in the morning, something like that, and the, the sun had just come up, and and I double I did a double take on her, and it was just kind of like, and I was like, Sherry? I knew she was kind of in the area because I've been following her, and sure enough, it was her. She was sitting there, and she, she did. She looked like a bum, and I uh, gave her a big old hug, and it was awesome to to, to meet her in person that way, just kind of randomly, so. Uh-huh. So maybe I'll yeah, maybe I'll awesome. be giving you a big old bear hug when I see you. Hey man, if you want to come near me and give me a bear <laughs> hug after being out on the trail, more power to you. Right on. Well, hey man, I'll be following along, and I encourage other people to do as well. And I can't wait to see all your pictures. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot, Rudy. Yeah, good luck out there. Have have fun more than anything. And thanks for coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Thanks for having me. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash Cascade Hiker Podcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, Rudy at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong. Could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass. Playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song. It could never be wrong. It could never be wrong. Where you wanna run, maybe I'll run too I would leave